Hey everyone, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, and I am excited to have with us today Lori Ladau. She's a real estate agent with Crestine Everett, and she's on a team. Lori, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What's your team's name again on uh, at Crestine Everett? Simply Remarkable. Simply Remarkable, and they're doing a remarkable job. She's <laughs> not only you. is she on a team, but she's also a leader in the industry, and I love talking to people that are leaders and have that leader mentality. And so uh, we're going to get into a book that she's reading. But before I do, I wanted to to kind of dig into um, how you got into a point where you were willing to be a leader. Because I know before you've talked to me about how you are a little bit more of an introvert by nature, I think, mm-hmm. but yet you are willing to do things that maybe a normal introvert may not really want to do. So you're a leader, uh, being uh, you're willing to share your voice, share your opinions, share your leadership with um, the real estate community and just in you know Michiana in general. So what kind of led you to be willing to be a leader? A lot of it, I think, goes back to upbringing. Um, I was raised to always do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am an introvert, big time introvert. So I have to push myself out of my comfort zone um, often. But I'm blessed in my life. And I think it's important to help others mm-hmm. that need help. Um, and I think it's important to always do your best. Um, and for me, leadership is just kind of flowed naturally from that. And I'm not even honestly sure how or why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just comfortable for me. Um, public speaking is comfortable for me, mm-hmm. which people are just like, oh, I can't imagine that. Yeah. And and it just doesn't phase me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because it's become such a habit through time, uh, I do look back early on when I was in my you know 20s and just starting out working and mm-hmm. those things made me definitely made me nervous. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely an example of you practice, 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 and yeah. it gets easier and it gets easier and, and that, but I think the biggest thing is just, um, being blessed in my life and having so much mm-hmm. that others don't. And it just, it, it's just so easy to give mm-hmm. when, when you have everything you need. Right. You're a good steward. So you're willing Thanks. to, you know, uh, you know, my belief is, is you have to be a good steward of your time, talent, your treasure. And, um, and I think you're, you're that way. And so I think that's good. It's, it's almost like it's a necessary, um, it's almost like your mission or you, you're almost, you feel like you're obligated to almost give back when you feel like you're blessed or you've been given certain opportunities where, um, you know, you can make a difference and I can see that and you're like willing mm-hmm. to do that. So that's a big and I, deal. I would, yeah, I think it is, it is definitely something that I feel like I have to do. And mm-hmm. and I don't, maybe have to isn't the right word, but it's just, it's mm-hmm. just important um, mm-hmm. because I have a lot to, to be able to give and time and talent and mm-hmm. sometimes in money when that's the, mm-hmm. the option. Um, and I also see voids. Um, you know, so many people these days are, are apathetic mm-hmm. um, and that's, Frustrating, and I know some people are apathetic for certain reasons, and I 
understand that. But um, I was taught a long time ago by one of my first bosses um, to walk your talk. Mm, yeah. And, and I just, that's what, that's my theme in my life. Walk mm-hmm. your talk. So mm-hmm. you can't just talk about being generous with your time and your talents and your money. You have to actually do it. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Take yeah. action. Yeah, exactly. That's very good. So when, when it comes to being a leader, um, you, you have to lead by example. You can't just, like you said, be just all talk. And I think people can see right through that. And so in your case, um, whether you were comfortable or uncomfortable as you started to lead, uh, you were still willing to do it because you knew that you could. And I think that that makes a difference. So to me, that challenges, it challenges me, but it also encourages me because, you know, a lot of people would say, Jonathan, um, you seem like you're pretty good about talking in public or being in front of people. And, and I'm the same way. I would, um, I was telling, I was on another podcast uh, with my friend, uh, Kyle O'Connor, and um, I was talking to him recently about how I would, I would be one that would want to sit in the back of the class I was in college and I remember I, my eyes were starting to get bad. I wear contacts now and glasses and um, I didn't want to sit in the front of the class and to an extent where I would not even see the chalkboard as much mm-hmm. just because I was one of those guys that just wanted to blend in. I was like a wallflower. And so there was something within me the same way where I, I felt like, you know what, I can make a difference. I can uh, be a positive influence and, um, and eventually it just kind of, you force yourself out of that shell or that comfort zone. And, and now I just, you know, I, I, I tend to, and this is another thing that I tell people is like, you don't want to be afraid of the critic or worry so much about what everybody thinks. And I think that's a big thing to step over that, that little, that fear. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. I think the other thing is, is people feel like they can't make a difference, that the problems are too big. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it goes back to that, the, the, the fable where, you know, how do you, how does an elephant, um, you know, get anything done? You know, it's just, just one bite at a time, Yeah, you know, and you just, and that's how you have to do it. And you have to look at the little things and the little things add up. Absolutely. And and it's amazing how just something so tiny, um, which kind of segues into probably what we're going to talk to today. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of of a just a random post I may make on social media is not necessarily being that important. And then I get feedback from people that, you know, I'll get a private message saying, oh my gosh, that I so needed that today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just like, that was just so tiny. It mm-hmm. took me five minutes to write mm-hmm. that out and figure that out. Yeah. And, Thanks. and yet it, it made somebody else's day change directions mm-hmm. um, and go in a, in a better place. And that, yeah. that is so empowering mm-hmm. um, to me and to them. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so that's um, kind of why I did started doing the uh, devotional, the hundred days to brave, which yeah. I think we're going to segue yeah. into here. That's perfect. I love it. So, <laughs> so that's exactly why, uh, as a matter of fact, it got my attention. So um, I was, uh, we were friends on Facebook and social media and, and I was seeing all these encouraging posts and it was, you know, hashtag you know, brave or hundred days to brave. And so guys, there's this, uh, there's this really good book by Annie F. Downs that's called 100 days to brave. And uh, Lori really um, took not only the book to heart, but and it really started encouraging other people with some of the messages found in the book. And so I, I really thought that this would be a really good a discussion on uh, maybe what are, what are the, some of the, the lessons learned in, from the book. And then, um, and then from there, I'm going to ask you what maybe one of your your fears were or is that you've been able to conquer or you're, you've been working on as well. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. So um, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about the book, the devotional, and then what are some lessons that you've learned from it that might help some of the listeners? So I, 
actually first ran across the devotional on um, social media as well. Someone else that I know was reading it had made a couple of references, but not to the extent um, that I ended up doing just because I was so um, enamored by the book. So I picked it up and started um, looking at it in, in back in October. Um, and I just took a few minutes every day to read it. There's a It starts off with a quote from the Bible every day, and I'm not overly religious. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't, when I started posting, I didn't put a lot of the religious aspects into it. For mm-hmm. me, I took it in, in my own way, in my own spiritual way mm-hmm. um, for myself. But it just starts off, you know, asking what is brave um and from the book um being brave is organic and spiritual and a unique journey for each person and i think that's i took that to heart and i mean that was from the very day one i read that line and i'm just like okay so this is good i mean this is individual this is unique everybody's Mm -hmm. different and and you through the course of the the devotionals we looked every day it would talk to you a little bit and you know you would you know and then you would have an exercise that would ask you to do some days i did the exercises some days i didn't mm-hmm. i would spend some time thinking about it making some notes um but the biggest thing i got out of it personally was you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. if you don't look at the open doors that are there um and it's and it's not to go through every open door that's there because some of them may not be the right open doors. Right. Yeah. But to look at every open door that is there, and review it, and be open to the feelings and or voices or whatever it is that you have within you that mm-hmm. tells you that this is okay, that you need mm-hmm. to do this, um, even if you don't want to do it. Yeah. And it it talks about mending fences with people um, and family mm-hmm. and spending some time um, making sure that you learn to say no, mm-hmm. which is very important. Um, one of the posts I did when we were when the book was talking about learning to say no, I, I got a, a message back from someone and it said, "Your posts have helped me learn to say no so I can say yes when I need to." That's powerful. And I was like, but you know, and I was just taking what I was learning and putting it into a different word, um, into my words right. and, and, and it just resonated with someone. Um, and I thought that was great. And I think it's also important to understand that it's, it's okay to be scared mm-hmm. and being scared means you're about re- ready to do something brave. That's good. So when you're, when you're looking at that open door yeah. and it feels hard, right? that's probably the one you need to go through. That's good, yes. The easy doors are not necessarily the best options. Right. Um, and so I just, I, in that, you know, you asked, you know, what have I learned? And that's, I think, you know, those are things I know and I've learned, but it's helped me as I've, talk to other people about it mm-hmm. and then encourage them to look at those scary doors. Yeah. Like what's behind door three? Like, I don't want that one, mm-hmm. but that's the one you probably need to open and, and yeah. explore. Mm. And, 
and that's scary. It's frightening to change is scary. It's so yes. scary for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and including myself and as an introvert change is very frightening. Yes. Um, it's very easy to do what I do every day and be comfortable with it. But mm-hmm. I also have learned in my life to that education and growth is important as well and empathy. And that's the other t- thing this book really helps with is teaching you empathy. And, and some people don't think that can be taught and I think it can be taught. Um, you just have to open your eyes and your heart and try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And and there's so many instances in this book that help you if you follow it Mm -hmm. and you do the exercises, um, it helps you learn to take a step back and think about how somebody else is feeling. Yes. Um, so the one thing it's helped me do is, is, um, slow down a little bit before I react. Yeah. I'm very reactionary as well. Yeah. Um, and because I have, I'm learning and I'm practicing mm-hmm. life is practice. Right. Um, and, and you get better with that practice. And so I'm learning that if I take a step back yeah. and I, you know, think before I speak, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and think about those options a little bit more that I'm, I have even more empathy for yeah. whatever the situation is. Well, I'm sure that um, and I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I it, know it's kind of, it can be kind of confusing cause I'm not giving a real life example, but no, that's, that's really good. I was actually telling that to some people recently that um, I think I, I'm one that I feel like I can use more empathy at times. And uh, my wife would tell you that, that, that same thing. <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's hard for me to, to slow down mm-hmm. and put myself to be more present. I think when you're more present, then it's easier to show empathy. Sometimes we get so caught up in just doing this, doing that, trying to get this accomplished, get that accomplished, that we end up missing the the point. We miss the that being that pr- that present state where there's this peace or there's there's this comfort that comes with being present. And I think empathy sort of is a, a, a tangible part of of being present. Mm-hmm. And that's I think what where society now is is not really as present, and therefore maybe not um, exercising empathy as it maybe once did before all of the distractions that I feel like we have nowadays. I mean, would you agree with that? You think I would agree with that. And, and, and I think that being, you're right. Being present is very important for empathy. Um, it's kind of funny the last couple of days we've had this polar vortex yes. and, uh, our internet at home is not functioning properly. Oh. And, and at first I was kind of frustrated cause I had work to do. And then I was like, well, it's not working and Comcast says they're working on it. So like yeah. I, there's nothing I can do and I'm not leaving the house to go somewhere to find Wi-Fi. So I took some time to read and journal and meditate and mm-hmm. and be present and not be on social media. I have not read the news in the last day and a half and yeah. and that is so so liberating. Yes. It's, it takes bravery. It does take bravery <laughs> to not know what's going on. Yes. And, and I feel like we, we live in this world where we always have to know something first, mm-hmm. like, you know, who, who died or right. what happened or whatever. And, and I'm the, that's another thing I've learned from this book is that, you know what, that stuff's not really that important. Right. Um, 
and it's not important to be the first one to know or the first one to make a comment or to to even do that um, at all. And I, recently, I've talked to a couple of people who are not on social media, and and at first I was, you know, you're kind of baffled, and then as you talk to them, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that isn't so bad. I tell you, I know. Um, maybe that's the brave thing to do to live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah. Um, without trying to be something else. I think finding that balance is the hard thing to do. I mean, yeah. I, if I were to be transparent with everybody, that's probably. You know, we talk about people with addictions and struggles and vices, and I don't really have many of vices or addictions, but I would tell you social media is, has got to be probably the one thing that um, that is an addiction or close to it in my life where you, you have that, they call it FOMO, fear of missing out. Like right. you're talking about being the first yes. to know. We've got that fear of, you know, I maybe I've, I've missed out on certain things and or information or, um, you know, I didn't connect with a person like I should have or whatever it is. I mean, that's, that's been a struggle for me, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that would be very brave to just completely cut it out or at least maybe have a fasting periods where you're just away from social media for a period of time so that you can kind of recenter. So I think that's a good thing. Well, maybe we should challenge each other to that, do that. <laughs> that. If my wife's listening to this, she would love that. I'm telling you, so let's we, do it. We could challenge each other at least one day a week, shut it down. Shut it down, let's do it. Okay, we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk um, after this for sure. So, all right, so um, we're uh, coming up to uh, 17 minutes. We got a few more minutes left. Okay. Um, any other lessons, any like really top lessons that you've learned uh, from the book? And then I'm going to ask you... Um, what was one of what, what's one of your fears that you've had that you've had to really get over as well? Um, I think the other big lesson we've kind of talked about this a little bit uh, as we've been chatting here, but perseverance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked about empathy, but I think there's another piece to that, and that's perseverance. And and you can look at that a lot of different ways, whether that's being um, in your business, uh, you know, continuing to move forward, whether that's trying to help someone, um, that maybe seems a little unsure mm -hmm. at first, um, whether it's making a change in your life and it doesn't go well at first mm -hmm. and everything you've like deep inside, you know, it's the right change to make, mm -hmm. but you're struggling. So maybe you're just not, maybe you haven't found the right way to make the change yeah. in your life, but that's what perseverance is, is okay. This direction isn't the right direction. I, you know, you've got this fork in the road. Should I go left or should I go right? I I go right. That's wrong. Okay, so now I need to try to go left, not turn around and go back. Right. Um, and and I think that's the other big thing that I see because it's so mm -hmm. easy to quit and just go back to what you were doing before and say, oh, I'm just happy right here. Yeah, because it gets difficult, like you're saying. There's a. I was talking to somebody recently, um, actually from our company. His name's Seth. He's one of the another leader, a loan officer, and he was saying that there was a book that was written about the um, uh, the forty percent rule, mm -hmm. and um, and I mentioned this on a recent video I did, and it was that most people only go up to forty percent of their capacity because once you get to that point, your body or your brain tells you, um, you know, that flight or, or fight reflex or that survival instinct comes in. We're like, okay, it's hurting. You're right. uncomfortable. Stop. Go back to what you, you knew. Stay away from that because that's, that's difficult. 
And so um, the people that are successful or that's willing to be brave are ones that are willing to push past that 40% and start actually tapping into maybe while you're uncomfortable, tapping into your full potential or at least more potential than what you were before. I think that's a, it's a good lesson. That's very important. Yeah, that's good. And then you asked me, what am I most afraid of? Yeah. Um, You know, that, that's a good question. I think, and I don't know if I have a good answer. Um, I'm afraid of a lot of little things, you know, Mm -hmm. just like everybody is like, I'm terrified of snakes. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I am absolutely petrified of the snakes. Uh Um, and you know, but that's not, you know, that's, that's not what we're talking about. Um, I, I love to travel. I'm not afraid to travel alone. Flying doesn't bother me. Driving places doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I actually love winter. Um, you know, I'm afraid of change. We're all afraid Mm -hmm. of change. Um, I think that I'm also afraid of, it's going to be hard to say. I'm also afraid of being more successful than I am. Okay. Um, because I don't like being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at that. So I am very successful at my career mm-hmm. and I get lots of accolades for the things I do. And sometimes I feel, I don't want to say not deserving because I know I've worked hard for those things, Right. but I also feel like, okay, that's enough. Like I don't need any more, like right. I don't need any more pats on my back. I don't need mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't need to do more. I don't need to be bigger, better, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and that's probably wrong. It's just a matter of being humble about those things yes. when people applaud your, mm-hmm. your successes. Um, so yeah. Gosh, that was hard to say. No, that's a good one. Uh, there's a book uh, called The Go-Giver that um, I've, I have on my bookshelf in my office here. And uh, one of the, uh, the laws of success in that book is that being willing to receive. And I think that's kind of what's going on because you've done a lot of the things. You are a go-giver. You're, you're giving of your time. You're giving, giving of your talent, your treasure. You're giving of your knowledge. And then you get to a point where naturally people recognize you for just mm-hmm. doing the right thing. And, and most people have trouble with that is receiving the accolades, receiving the pat on the back. And um, I've had to struggle with that myself, but that's really good because I think that speaks to a lot of people. We have to be open to receive because then, you know, I believe we'll be blessed. We'll be able to give more. We'll be able to do more. And so um, it's, but it's a struggle because you're right. Once you get to a certain level and, and I have trouble putting it into words right now too, but you get to a certain level where, you know, we almost get to a level of, you know, I'm good. I'm content in this state where I'm at. Um, so I don't know if that's wrong. Um, is it, is it a plateau or, or is it like, Hey, I don't, I don't need much more. I don't know. That's, that's a tough thing. So do I feel like I'm plateauing and I'm not trying to grow anymore or is it, what do you think? I mean, or do you think I should, you, do you keep pushing past other doors or you know, like what's the next step? I mean, do we always take a next step? Well, this, you know, the hundred days to brave would tell you, you have to take a next step because mm-hmm. then you, the more you have, the more you have to give. Yes. So if you push through that plateau to the next level, then mm-hmm. you're going to have more yeah. to give in some way, whether, again, if that's time, money, talents, whatever right. that is, mm-hmm. um, or combinations thereof, yeah. y- you're going to have more. Mm-hmm. If you just if you take that, that plateau and say, okay, this is, this is my life and I'm just going to accept it, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know that that's a bad thing, but I don't think that's the right thing for me. Right. 
Um, I don't know if long-term I would be satisfied with that. Yeah. Sometimes the plateaus are nice because you can take a break and, mm-hmm. and take a, take a breather and right. get comfortable. The problem or the challenges is that you, you get com- too comfortable. Sometimes I can see that as the potential to start sliding backwards. Yes. That's what I was going to say. It's very hard to maintain that plateau. Right. You're either going to slide backwards or you're going to have to push through it and go forward. Right. Totally agree. Um, and, and that going forward is scary. And that's where that, you know, looking at those doors and pushing yourself through yeah. those and being uncomfortable and you have to learn, you have to learn to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to, to take those feelings of discomfort mm-hmm. in your life and, and, you know, burst through those, through them, you know, right. break off those chains or yes. whatever you want to yeah. say about it. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> um, because, Otherwise they will, they'll, 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 they'll just hold you so tight. Yes. Um, I had, uh, somebody else had sent me a message and, um, they said, thanks for today's post. I've been really struggling these past years and have made some major life changes and your posts are helping me so much to realize that I can keep moving forward. That's awesome. Um, those brought tears to my eyes (laughs) because, Again, you, 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 and that tells me they've made these life changes, which were really scary, yeah. still weren't comfortable. Mm-hmm. They still weren't feeling that they were where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. But just that little bit of encouragement to help them push past that, yes. that plateau, keep pushing forward. Yeah, we need affirmation sometimes. And just those little words of encouragement make such a difference. And so it did, it made a difference for me. And, and so uh, folks, if you've not gotten the book and thank you for it, um, I've got myself a copy now. So 100 Days to Brave. And uh, it would be a great read for you, just a great uh, daily encouraging uh, word. And um, I thank you, Lori, for being um, on the podcast. I appreciate it. You're so encouraging. You're, you're, a, you're a motivator for other people. And I, I just think you're a great representation of the real estate industry as well. Um, so let me finish with one final question and then we'll close it up. So how do you think real estate's going to look in 2019? Well, inventory is still low, especially in the more affordable price ranges. Um, so I think it's still going to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to see some slowdowns in the higher price ranges. A um, little bit of leveling off. Um, I think as new construction in the more, I guess, more luxury type markets mm-hmm. um, starts catching up, that's normal. Mm-hmm. But there's because there's just nothing on the horizon for, you know, workforce level housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still see that as being really, really competitive. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I see the same thing. I think interest rates may uh, probably stay very similar to where they are right now. I mean, we still see a slight uh, trend higher possibly, um, but still looking pretty good when it comes to the rates. And so um, if you guys need any help in the real estate world, you need to list a home or sell, um, Lori Ladau is available for you. What's your uh, contact information? My cell number is 574-532-8779. You can call or text me anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you again, thank folks. You. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe to the Purpose and Performance Podcast. Please share this and uh, please uh, rate us if you can. Five stars. We love it. So if, until next time, you guys have a great one. And thanks again, Lori, for being on thank the show. Thank you.